0: He gave him a bump. Feed out in front. The big save by Leonard. Closing to his right. but goes around behind the goal. Live. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Colasar again down low. Right side, he shoots. Knocked down. Theodore fires and he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team. Exclusive player interviews and breaking news from around the National
1: Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace.
0: Golden Knights rolling into Montreal. They had a day off today. No practice so return to action tomorrow night against the Canadiens at the Bell Centre and then move on or wrap up the road trip on Sunday against the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, back-to-back set, the the Red Wings... Are also playing tomorrow, so they'll uh, be on the second half of a back-to-back. So it should be a wash on that side. But the Golden Knights off to a one and one start on this four-game road trip. Back to 500 for the season, uh, exploding for a season-high five goals in regulation. Uh, last night and winning its most comfortable game of the season. Now we've got tickets to give away to the Seattle game in just a little bit. So stick around for that. Two sets of tickets for the Seattle game on Tuesday. But right now, Darren Millar, Ryan Wallace, Chris Chapman, uh, dissecting a 5-1 decision over the Ottawa Senators. It was a really strong, probably the best effort wall-to-wall from uh, the game. It, it took about 10 minutes to find their game and mm-hmm. Leonard had to be good there. But by and large, when you compare it to the other victories, that was as, uh, old school as we've seen in the sense of controlling the pace, great transition and converting on opportunities.
1: Yeah. For me, the golden Knights in the second period, getting the three goals, getting out to that lead. And then, even though Ottawa got a late goal there in the second period, the Golden Knights clamped things down in the third. And that's really what I was most impressed by. The Golden Knights third period up 3-1 to one in a game where you know you want to win this one to get back to 500 to, to kind of right the ship here on, on this road trip. I thought the third period was the best period of the night for the Golden Knights. You, you get that big goal from Alex Petrangelo who I think is just excited to to hit the back of the net. Now I think the points are going to come for Petrangelo. Um, The third period, the way they defended, the way that they played, that was golden eye talkie. A couple of uh, little small points.
0: Nick Waugh is a fit with the misfits. Mm -hmm. That is very obvious. Will Carrier has some chemistry with Chandler Stevenson. Yep. Uh, And then you get uh, the goal by Petrangelo in which he's had better looks in other games. And last night, it just found a way in. Yeah. A.K. the goalie jumped out of the way.
1: (laughs) More or less. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The goalie gambled, thought he was going left, and instead uh, the, the opening was to the right and the puck went in the net. And you finish it off with Jonathan Marchessault so with mm-hmm. a pretty empty netter. Yeah. <laughs> you don't usually go roof on empty netters.
1: Well, Jonathan Marchessault's a different cat, right? Like, uh, it, I'll tell you, it, it wasn't just the the names that you mentioned. It wasn't just the scoring, but Jake LeCision with Jonas Ronbierg and Brett Howden, I thought yep. that line was really, really good. LeCision played 14 minutes in the game, like, that is a young player. That is, they
0: rolled four lines. Yeah. That was another big uh, bonus to
1: the game. And that's the benefit of being up. You know, that's the benefit of playing with a lead, the benefit of doing doing the the little things right so that once you get into a position where you're ahead, you can really settle into your game. And I thought the Golden Knights, over the course of the night, settled in incredibly well.
0: Pete DeBoer said something after the Toronto game. We are going to have to redline every night yep. to find a way to win. Yep. What does that mean? It means leaning on your star players even more than normal. The misfits. Whichever combination you have. sure Misfits too, Darren Elliott calls them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Petrangelo, Theodore uh, on on the band Martinez on the back end. Playing them more than you want to have to play them. Mm -hmm. By getting into that game yesterday and scoring first and that's why that save that we played in the play of the day
1: yeah
0: by by Robin Leonard was so important that you're not chasing the game uh, and and having them all going the, the Howden goal uh, the confidence that their carrier goal the confidence the uh, misfit goal that uh, that Marshall scored uh, the first of his two first 300th point in the national Hockey League uh, huge you didn't have to red line so between between the day off before that game, uh, playing yesterday and playing four lines and then a complete day off today with no practice, it really puts you in the best possible situation going into the back-to-back on the weekend, which is three games and four nights.
1: Yeah, rest is is certainly going to be key for the Golden Knights as they work through what, what is happening right now with the lineup based on injuries. But, um, you know, y- 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 you have to put games away when you have when you have what the Golden Knights had in front of them last night with the Ottawa senators up three, one going to the third period. That's when you clamp down. That's when you double down on, on making sure you're not making hope plays. You're not doing anything to feed offense or feed chances for Ottawa way
0: more in sync than, they than were, the the Toronto game.
1: They were really, really good. And you know who was
0: good. Shea Theodore.
1: Theodore was good for sure. And, and, I'm not really surprised by that based on kind of the game that he had in Toronto and really the game that everybody had in Toronto. I, I was expecting a bounce back and, you know, as you mentioned, it took them a little bit of time to get themselves into the game. But fortunately for the golden Knights, Robin Leonard was locked in from the opening face off. Like he has been so good, especially to start games. And I think that's that's a key distinction here with Robin Leonard because last year when you, mm-hmm. when you looked at the start of the season for Robin, it was the beginning of games that were troublesome. And then he would settle in. He'd maybe give up one or two early, but then the rest of the way he'd be lights out. Right now the Golden Knights, what they're getting out of Robin Leonard is just absolute stellar play from the drop of the puck.
0: Now, when I joined you yesterday in the pregame show, I said they might get the Rosati effect.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Because the the goalie coach was the goaltender at practice the day before. Maybe there would be some confidence. Uh, Gary Lawless called it the Eichel effect, that everybody was so excited about the acquisition of Jack Eichel Mm -hmm. that they would raise the level of their game. Uh, I don't know whether one is better than the other. I'm, I was joking about the Rosati thing. I don't know whether there's a lot to the Eichel effect. It, it sounds great. Mm-hmm. And and Darren and Elliot and I talked about that yesterday. Uh, but it might just be that they were due for a really, really strong game.
1: Yeah, I think that they were certainly due for a bounce back. They were due for a strong game. I, the way that I look at it, from the Eichel angle, is you've got guys right now that are playing in different spots, right? Like as you mentioned, Will Carrier and Chandler Stevenson, there seems to be some chemistry there. You are looking at what the Golden Knights might be in three months, right? You're trying to figure out what combinations might be. You're trying to figure out where Jack Eichel fits and who he's going to fit best with on this team. It's going to create a little bit of a shuffle. And if you're Nick Wah in this situation, playing with Jonathan Marcheseau and Riley Smith, you want your best foot forward because if there is a shuffle in some way with the way the centers line up or the, what the lines look like, you want to have this, this body of work in which you fit with a Jonathan Marcheseau and a Riley Smith. Or if you're Chandler Stevenson and, and Will Carrier specifically, you want to fit with Chandler Stevenson, depending on what comes after Jack gets integrated with the team and is on the ice there's a lot of different directions that this can go for a lot of guys in the lineup and i think that that opportunity is is present in the mind of everybody on the ice right now
0: don't want to think about it just yet oh. there are some really difficult decisions to come yeah when the lineup gets healthy mm-hmm. until then we're still gonna to have to deal with the ups and downs of what this roster can bring yeah we Will you eventually find some stability? Well, that's going to be up to the Lasicians and the Howdens and uh, the Yanmarks the finding their groove uh, on this season. Guys that uh, they're still getting used to playing together or playing uh, in in the league right now. That's that's sort of up to their uh, influence. But on a National Hockey League night-to-night basis, when you're playing some of the best players in the world. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that that they're through the woods by winning four or five. You're, the, the Toronto games mm-hmm. are still going to happen. That's sure. going to be a, a reality. But answering back and being able to win 500, still a goal for the road trip. I'm, I'm not going to sit and go, 3 let's win three or four now.
1: Mm-hmm. It'd be great. Well, I'm with you because... Th- 500s the beacon right now. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, you're not looking to press above that. Now, if you if get you're healthy, if, if you're you, healthy, then, sure.
0: five, then three out of four,
1: for sure. We're, that's exactly what we're looking at because that's what Pete DeBoer has been with the golden Knights, right? Like that's, that's just kind of the standard that mm-hmm. they've set. But for me, like the, the results are, are, are always going to be, is this team 500 in the absence of stone patch and Now Carlson is this team 500? Because if they are, I think they're fine. Right. Um, you're, you're absolutely right in the Toronto games are still going to happen. Now, it's up to the coaching staff. It's up to the players to do their best to make sure that those games are fewer and farther between. And I think the fact that they were able to get out, play the game that they did against Ottawa, it sets them up going into a winnable Montreal game. And if you find that win, all of a sudden you start to feel really, really good. If you get more than, than the four points, that's great but I'm not sitting here expecting it from this club right now.
0: Let's give our ratings from the 5-1 uh, victory over the Ottawa Senators. And then the answer to my question, has Robin Leonard been the best player for the Vegas Golden Knights in the opening 10 games in which he's played nine?
2: You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Chris Chapman. Carolina Reaper. I think it was probably their best game of the season. Most complete game of the season, certainly. Uh, they got contributions from guys up and down the lineup. It was really cool to see Jonas Ronbier get his first point in the NHL. Brett Howden with his first goal in the NHL and or, or for the Golden Knights. And I thought Jonathan Marchessault his two goals. They were about as Marchessault as you could possibly get on both of those goals. I mean, they were quintessential Jonathan Marchessault. What does that mean? Well, just a little substance to it. Some some flair. You know he's he's got that in him, and I, and I like to see it come out, especially the empty netter. Like you said, he goes top shelf on the empty netter, and and the Petrangelo goal. It was nice to see him. I I, I still don't know how it wasn't tipped. It, it looked like it was, but
0: uh, well, you assume when when the goalie's on the other side of the
1: net, yeah, that it was yeah.
2: Tipped, but I I mean I don't think he cares. It, no, it, no, it, no. It, it it's a goal, so uh, you know it, it's it's nice to see him get the goal because I think. He's been playing really well, and I think people have kind of been on him because he doesn't have a goal yet. But
0: more the outside, yeah, yeah, like outside the market, people people have been looking, and I've because I've dealt with those yeah. in in doing various uh, hits on on outlets in Toronto or uh, in Canada, and they look at the the numbers.
2: Sure. Well, those are people they, who don't and watch and they wonder, the game well, every yeah, night. But, yeah. but,
0: and and that's that's not, I mean. I would ask the same thing. Yeah, yeah. If I, I look.
1: Statistically speaking, yeah. it has been a rough start to the year for Alex Petrangelo. But when you watch the games and you're looking at what he's creating, yeah, he's, it's unlocked. He's had good, a good That's season. Just yeah. it
2: it's just points-wise, he he doesn't have them. So. But it was good. Now maybe that'll get him going. And uh, Robin Leonard, I mean, another great game for him.
0: We, uh, we were joking on the telecast with uh, Darren Elliott uh, about the... First goal that Marcheso scored last night. Mm-hmm. That it's one of those ones where you're just sitting there waiting, and you're you're so wide open, and you can see the possibility of the play developing, and you're just hoping, hurry up, get it to me, get yep. it, get it to, get yep. it to me, yeah. And and it finally popped over, and he he wasn't sure about going switching to his forehand or just trying to bat it into the backhand, and it all came together. But I couldn't imagine what the heart rate was doing right then for Marcius
1: probably all over the place. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's a great play by Nick Waugh, too, to get the puck yeah. over to him. Like it, it, it's just a well, well done game for the golden Knights. Now my rating and I'm so sure he's
0: five out of five.
1: Yeah, he is. He is. I, I already know where you're going. That's totally fine. I get it. Um, It's Carolina Reaper all day long. Like this is one of those complete games for the golden Knights. For sure. Uh, You get contributions from everybody. So you're Thought five and, out of five. I am five out of five. Um, because on a day like yesterday where you make this big splash, you acquire Jack Eichel, you have all this noise surrounding the organization and the team. I think that there are times where that can kind of get in the way of the, the task at hand. And last night for the golden Knights, it didn't get in the way of anything. They went out there, they capped the day with a win. And I think that's huge. Like it, it top to bottom for the entire organization Yesterday was a Carolina Reaper.
0: You're right, and I'll, I'm going to give a shout out to the uh, video and production team over at the VGK and the communications and PR squad because uh, they pulled it together and uh, delivered an amazing day from Ottawa to yeah. Vegas and content and uh, Twitter and social media uh, graphics. Uh, it was it was just a cool. It was a cool day to be around a National Hockey League team. And and have that uh, that type of uh, of moment acquiring the best player, and one of the superstars in the game. Uh, yeah, Carolina Reaper all day long. Five one win in a, in a game in which you're trying to bounce back from mm-hmm. the Toronto game and Robin Leonard's comments after that that uh, that was the worst one that he'd, he'd been a part of. Like there was some pressure beyond the noise of of the Jack Eichel acquisition to have a result last night, and it wasn't just a result. It was their best effort and score of the year. 5-1 yeah. insurance uh being able to enjoy a moment, being able to play four lines. Uh I part of me thinks that uh, that Vegas should play half their games in Ottawa because they've never lost there. Uh things just good things happen in Ottawa, but I you you can't look past uh what happened last night and say it's anything but a 5 out of 5 because I challenge you the first 10 minutes mm-hmm. wasn't perfect. But beyond that, g- give me a criticism of the game. There isn't one.
1: No, there isn't one. And, and again, I, I you, you have to take it for what it is in the moment, and you have to take it based on the, the context of where the Golden Knights were coming into this game. You talk about that 4 nothing loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs where it wasn't effort. It was just simply Toronto was better. And, and that's a tough pill, I think, for a Golden Knights team that, that came in this year expecting to win a Stanley Cup, right? And so... It, to to kind of have that humility to go out there, scrap that game from your memory and then win 1-5 to 1 and have it be your most complete game of the year. I think it's it's a great response from the players, it's great coaching and then as as I mentioned, everything else about the day yesterday, Carolina Reaper, it's it's no question in my mind.
0: And then you tag on the Nick Wa starting with the Misfits yeah. and having a great game and that looks like a combination with the uh, William Carlson not being available for the next uh, little bit, that's huge. To have a unit that's going to work and and be able to uh, lean on for Pete DeBoer and company, Chandler Stevenson finding his rhythm with the Donov and and Carrier, that's huge. Mm-hmm. There was there was little steps inside that game from a personnel standpoint that were massive. And just as important as the score. The result was, is was what we look at. Five and five on the year. And, and winning uh, by four goals yesterday. There's, uh, there's a lot of spin off that. Mm-hmm. But those little uh, uh, victories and uh, little areas where they're comfortable with each other. Big progress going into this weekend, and then the six-game homestand.
1: It gives you something to build on, mm-hmm. and, and and specifically with with Nick Waugh, with Marcia So and Smith. I, I look at that line. I look at some of the things that they were able to do last night in controlling shifts when they were on the ice. That's what you need when you're when you're searching for answers and trying to get consistent offense. If Nick Waugh can step in and be that guy, and it proves and proves that he is is ready to give and have a bigger impact at this level again that serves the golden knights in the short term in the medium term and the long term and the the vegas golden
0: knights have acquired in the last four months a pair of second overall picks in the national hockey
1: league
0: yeah life's gonna get better and they didn't have either one of them in the lineup last night yeah (laughs) strange uh We have tickets to give away uh, against the Seattle Kraken. Two tickets to the Seattle Kraken. Uh, We'll give those away in three minutes. So get ready. Don't call yet. But just so you know, we're going to give those away in three minutes. On the subject of the number three, in order, three, two, and then number one being the best, Vegas Golden Knights this year through ten games.
1: Um. So numbers A big groan from yeah. Chapman. Jeez. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was rough, no, it's, man. It's,
2: it's tough. That's why. That's, it's not, it's not well, bad. That not- is
1: not stomach problems. No,
2: no. It's not a bad question. It's really hard to... to. to- I,
1: I mean, I've got my three. That's fine. Uh, it'll be Alex Petrangelo number three, uh, just simply because the, the numbers aren't there, but you see everything that he's doing on the ice. He's creating chances. He's been great defensively. He's helping get another level out of Nick Hague with that pairing. I think it's fantastic. So Petrangelo's three Chandler Stevenson's my number two. I'm sorry. When, when don't apologize, no, 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 I'm saying when, when, when Max Pacioretty and Mark Stone went out of the lineup, I think everyone kind of expected there to be a regression of production from Chandler Stevenson. It's been the exact opposite. He has found ways to continue to be productive and continue to score. And that to me is progression and it shows a player that is in tune with what he needs to do. And then number one, it's Robin Leonard. I don't think it's particularly close either. Chapman?
2: I don't really think I could argue with any of those. I think I think they're all probably the direction I would go. Actually, there's no probably. That is the direction I would go. I think hmm. Petrangelo's been really good. Okay. Uh, obviously, Chandler Stevenson, I think, from, from the forward position, has really been, I don't want to say a pleasant surprise, because I think we all knew he was a pretty good player, but he's exceeded expectations, I think, and he's he's been the guy who's really stepped up to kind of lead the team. And, yeah, Robin Leonard, by far and away, has been the best player. Of the Golden I'll, get, Knights. I'll
0: give you a different order. I'll go Stevenson with three because of what he's been able to we, we know and have talked at nauseam about how much better he – makes Pacioretty and Stone. Yep. He gets so much out of Pacioretty and Stone where others don't. Pacioretty and Stone produce more with Chandler Stevenson than they do with other people. And that's a great tip of the cap for Chandler Stevenson. But to be able to produce himself without them, we didn't know that that would be the case. And he's done that. So great job. Alex Petrangelo is my number two controlling the game and big minutes and and being everywhere and just the confidence that uh, they exude. Uh, none not the points that Chandler Stevenson has but just an unbelievable quarterback out there on the ice controls the entire game and Robin Le- and it is close uh Petrangelo and Leonard kind of go back and forth with me but after last night, and what we've seen uh, in the answer from Robin Leonard and the consistency from Robin Leonard, uh, it it might be weird to say this because he's a game under five hundred individually, mm-hmm. but Robin Leonard has been the most impressive player by the Vegas Golden Knights this year.
1: Taking on a leadership role, I think too. Like he's he's really he's one of those guys that I think is is starting to just take this team over in terms of this is the way we need to play. It's his team now. This is now. what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. And and he's growing into that, I think. He's leaning into that. And that's that, to me, is a, a sign of maturation with Robin Leonard just in terms of, of this gig that he's got and this team that's now his. And it didn't start off great no. with the
0: controversy right before the season. Yeah. He like that could have been damaging from an outside noise distraction standpoint. Yeah. Maybe he's played because he's as well as he has because he's been pushed by that. Like you better you you do all that. You better perform. Mm-hmm. And he has performed. There's pressure on him from the the flower angle coming into this year. And he's performed. I just I'm really happy for what Robin Leonard's been able to do this year because of the pressure. You can't sit here and tell me that there wasn't part of the fan base that was just waiting to jump all over him. Of course. And he's taken that narrative away.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. He's been absolutely phenomenal, incredibly impressive for the Golden Knights this year.
0: Now, do you think Chapman just followed the two of us?
1: Well, you went last. So
2: yeah, so I couldn't have followed couldn't you. He couldn't have followed you, but I, think I, he but, followed but, me. but I
0: had the the question
1: about Robin Leonard. I, kinda
2: no, no, I kind mean, of no. no, I mean,
1: you were certainly leading the witness. Yeah, for sure.
2: No, no. I the the only person that I that I think who's I who's your fourth. I it may surprise you, but <laughs> I'm, I would put Nick Hague as my fourth best player. I think Nick Hague has really elevated his game. He stepped up, and and I think playing with Petrangelo has given him the confidence. Plus, I love the Hager bomb.
0: Just going to let that hang there, right? Yeah,
2: Hagerbomb. Just got to let it hang. Well, he was waiting for you to say <laughs> something. Gotta, I, I got to let it hang, yeah.
0: Just let it hang. Uh, awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one, too. Uh, we are going to go with our uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. But first, two tickets to Seattle and Vegas on Tuesday night. Call number
1: 21. 21. Why number 21? Uh, Chapman said that Jordan Eberly scored a hat trick for the Seattle Kraken yesterday. He wears number seven, seven times three. That's 21. You're welcome.
0: There we go. Uh, be caller number 21 to 702-876-1340. Two tickets to give away to see the uh, Vegas Golden Knights come home and face the Seattle Kraken. First game after the four-game road trip. Uh, first game after so much has happened on this road trip. And uh, can't wait to uh, have you in attendance. If you're caller number 21, we'll be back with one-timers right after this.
1: Go on to the near wing. Big shot he scores!
2: It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day.
0: And it's a tie hockey game.
2: On the BGK Insider Show.
0: Let's get to it. Uh, congratulations to Brady Kachuk, who not only gets the big contract, but has just been named the new captain of the Ottawa Senators. He was kind of silent last night. Not very I mean, often that Brady
1: scored. goes through. I know, but beyond, he wasn't very noticeable. Scored right from the place I said he was going to score from, right, right in front of the net. Mm-hmm. Great deflection. Um, how much different is that game if Brady Kachuk has the C on his sweater? Like, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm like, I'm over the moon. Like, I think I'm he's more noticeable. I'm ecstatic because well, he's got a C on his sweater. Um, for Brady Kachuk, I'm not quite understanding why, like. 10 games into the season you make the, the determination like it's weird to me that it happened right now like today just kind of odd um, like you needed another eight games to really be sure yeah exactly it just doesn't I mean you know it's we're a team or whatever but um, I'll, we're I'll, a team. I'll, I'll
0: give you a, a just a marketing angle hmm. you get the signing you get a lot of play out of that okay and then eight games later a couple of weeks later you get
1: more play out of what it. Are they, what are they going to do in the next eight games? Like, what? What's next? I don't know, but it, you can't let it go two months. I'm just no like. But I, but
0: but I that, that's, that's my best. That's yeah. my best spin. Just on why why you wouldn't do it all at one time.
1: Odd that it happened eight games later, but it's well deserved and really the only choice in Ottawa. It, Brady could. It's Brady's team. Yeah. There's a couple of
0: other angles that they could have gone to, but <laughs> I agree with you that uh that it's a big step and I'm I'm happy for Brady that uh, that he's able to uh, go down this path. Patrick Line out four to six weeks for oh. the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not good. Where, uh I mean that that's has been a, a good story this year, the Columbus Blue Jackets.
1: I I wanna believe that there are teams that got off to good starts that we didn't expect I want to believe that there's going to be a few of them that continue that throughout the regular season I kind of want to believe that the Blue Jackets are one of them but without lining the lineup they're less dynamic I mean you've got a guy that can create offense that can score Um, you take that out of the lineup that's difficult
0: a couple of things on this story Uh, he didn't play the final seven minutes and change against the Colorado Avalanche if John Tortorella was the coach,
1: would anybody have asked whether Patrick
0: Liney was actually hurt or whether they would have just assumed that John Tortorella was benching Patrick Liney?
1: Everything's fine. Thanks for asking, though. Good That's job. a good drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, to your point, yeah, everyone would have just assumed that Patrick Liney was fine. Um, three goals, seven assists, ten points in nine games for Laine this year,
0: mm-hmm.
1: turning, him in, turning himself into a real playmaker. Look at that. I love it.
0: Uh, Brad Larson, the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, taking over from John Tortorellis, had an interesting comment to say, and I I think this speaks to what we're going through right now with the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, You look around the league, said Larson, this is happening everywhere, whether it's sickness or injury. In 82 games, this is going to happen, whether it's sooner or later. So some minutes are going to be going and somebody's going to get an opportunity to fill those holes.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's opportunity. But if I'm a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, I, I just I want Patrick Line back in the lineup as soon as possible. So come hopefully, like come on. That happens. Uh
0: and speaking of injury, Anthony Mantha out for a while now. at Washington Capitals. He fit in so much better there yeah. than yeah. I ever thought. And that's that's on me. I thought that was uh, a really risky trade and I didn't think that it was gonna work out at all. Mm-hmm. Another reason why I'm not in general manager in the national high. League. You, there's, you, there's a couple of those
1: You tend to feel that way about a lot of things that turn out to be pretty good.
0: I panned that one. Yeah. Uh, did. And I thought it was a big risk uh, for the Washington capitals. It's worked. He's, he's been great there. However, uh, he uh, suffered a shoulder injury and had surgery on the shoulder today. Say that again. Well, you never say shoulder surgery.
1: Yeah. Well, you just did.
0: I know, but I was I was focused on it. But in one of the first things you learn, learn in broadcasting school is you always write surgery on the shoulder. Yeah. Instead of trying to to read off if you're reading what? a prompter what's, or like you the shoulder surgery. Because you just shoulder surgery ends up being.
1: Okay,
0: there it is. Ja 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 ja
1: Every every this single. So fun! I get to poke him. More. Every single broadcaster. I'm not too worried about. Poking the bear
0: has blown the shoulder surgery line you when delivering it, it on the on, on a sportscast. Well done, every single one, and then I'm you learn. Proud of you. You learn right there. You go had or is going to have surgery on the shoulder. Uh, he skated off uh, holding his left arm after being uh, after hitting forward Anthony Declare of the Florida Panthers.
1: Sucks, Samantha.
0: <sighs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's not a pretty one at all uh Sergachev of the Tampa Bay Lightning suspended two games did you guys see the uh play yeah
2: yeah not good
0: illegal check to the head of uh, Mitch Marner yeah that was a good game too
1: um yeah I, I I could have gone for maybe another game or two honestly uh but I'm glad that Sergachev will have a, a couple of games to sit and think about it hopefully in that same situation, again, not deliver that hit because it's not a good hit, and it shouldn't be in the game.
2: He's, he's got a little bit of edge to his game, doesn't he? He, he, a he takes bit. a lot of liberties. Sergachev has a fight, yeah.
1: and he plays on that edge all the time. Matthew uh,
0: answers to Brady's captaincy by paying a $5,000 fine for
1: high-sticking Klingberg. Well, you know, I mean... It happens sometimes. A lot of fines this year. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, let's just let's just suspend. You know, like like in the case of PK Subban, like let's just suspend the player. When there's when there's three slew foot incidents in a matter of six weeks, you probably just want to go to the suspension. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying.
0: Saying so, there's a pattern there?
1: Yeah, three in three in six weeks, yeah. a little bit of a pattern.
0: Uh... Joel HOFER played for the St. Louis Blues last night. Goaltender, first National Hockey League game. The the Scorpion save that he made there. No, I didn't. Probably wouldn't have on this text string with a bunch of goalie people. Oh. Uh, and he made this. It went off the crossbar, and came down. And he was kicking his leg up. It was surreal. It was bizarre. And then, yeah. The the, the goalie pulled it to the other end, mm-hmm. empty net, and he had a look. Really. And didn't go for it.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. Didn't go for it. No. Well, Come first on. game,
0: you don't want to be coughing it up and costing yourself points Ooh. in the first game.
1: Hold on. One goal lead or two goal lead? One. I don't care. I go for it. It's my so
0: why like, would you like, even ask the question? Well, I just
1: wanted to I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> I don't care. It's reckless abandon. I like if I'm a goalie and I have a look and it's my first career game, like I don't care. I'm going for it. Yeah. I'm taking the opportunity.
2: What's what's the old saying? Better to ask for forgiveness than to be told no, right? So so, just go ahead and say, I didn't know. Throw your hands up in the air if you turn it over. Do you know who coaches? coach is? Yeah. Do you know who coaches? Yeah. You know coach is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not begging forgiveness from Craig Barube. You could play please i not stupid. asking no, him for no, permission no, no, either. No, yeah. no, no, That's no. it. Yes. Yourself. He's close. For I'm me so to close. for me to go for
0: the empty net and Craig Berube being my coach, I'm gonna need a three goal lead.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. No, um, I go for it. All on the day subject long.
0: of a goaltender Scott Wedgwood was claimed off waivers by the Arizona Coyotes from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Carter Hutton is out uh, for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they have uh, Prozvatov, uh in goal as the backup to Fomelka. Who's been really, really, really good? good. Kareleva Vamelka has been out. Probably the, the like if if they would have one win instead of being oh nine and one, I put him in consideration for MVP. Like he's been, he's been no, so no, 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 no. he's been so I, good for they, a
1: winless team. They don't even need a win. In my opinion, he is the MVP so far this year. Vamelka's been phenomenal. Like it's the, and it's it's. Like, no, this will sum it up. They owe him one.
0: Did you know who he was at the start of the year?
1: Uh, No. no. I knew who he was when the Golden Knights played against the Arizona Coyotes, and he was fantastic yeah. in that game, and all he's done is be fantastic from there on out.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. Didn't know who he was no. at the start of the year. Uh, but Scott Wedgwood uh, joins the Arizona Coyotes. What happens first? Carolina loses or Arizona wins. Let's
1: throw this to Chapman because I want to check the schedule real quick.
0: Uh, Arizona plays Anaheim tonight. Okay. And Carolina plays Florida
2: tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to go Carolina loses first because they're not going to go 82-0. and
0: No, but uh, Carolina wins tomorrow night. They tie the record for most wins to start a season uh and consecutively at 10
1: yeah you got to play this game the right way like there's a strategy here the fact that the arizona coyotes as much of a long shot as it is could win tonight and that's the end of the bet stollars
2: Stolars is in net for the ducks I'm, too no i'm Gibson. gonna
1: i'm gonna disingenuously uh <laughs> lean toward the the arizona coyotes win a game before the carolina hurricanes lose is it tonight yeah. Yeah. Well, it, ha- oh. it would have to be. It, it, oh. it, it has to be.
2: I don't think so. I I don't think they win tonight. Who's going for Arizona? If of Melka,
1: I think they win. <laughs> you can't put the other guy in. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. But I mean, like they kept going back to Carter Hutton. That was real bad. Like they started the
0: season with Cousinosh, Uh Proby and Vimelka and Carter Hutton. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of depth or proven status there. Um, Let's just say as much as 9 and 1 is disappointing for (laughs) Arizona, I don't think it's that far off the plan.
1: Um, No, it's certainly within the plan. I think the plan's going swimmingly uh, except for that one loser point.
2: He is uh, in it tonight, by the way. Who? Yes. Vimelka. They're going to win. Karel Vimelka. It. Yeah, It's a cool name.
0: Southpaw. The San Jose Sharks have decided to send William Eklund back to Jurgarden of the Swedish League. Oh, who is William Eklund, you ask? Well, he's the first round pick in the most recent draft, seventh overall, and was all world in the preseason. Yeah. Led the team in scoring. But uh, played his nine games. They don't want to do that 10th uh, game, burn the year. Uh, so uh, they've sent him back. The Doug Wilson, general manager of the San Jose Sharks, has been a general manager forever. Mm-hmm. And that's saying something because he had an incredible career as a player. Uh, but uh, Doug Wilson said it's one of the toughest decisions that he's had to make.
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it's, it's a tough pill to swallow for, for Eklund, for sure. But... There's next year, and this is a, a wonderful this is the long play, right? set of, of you know just experience that he was able to get. He goes through the preseason. He gets regular season NHL games. Um, he comes back better, stronger, faster next year. I think he's going to be a player. And for the San Jose Sharks, a team that has salary cap questions based on a lot of very, very high-profile players making a lot of money uh, if you can push that entry level contract back a year from, for a player that you expect to really, really do some good things for you, I think you have to make that that decision. It's and tough, but you gotta make it.
0: One more thing on Jack Eichel. The tweet that he put out, yeah. Vegas baby. And him in a in a VGK uniform. Yeah. If either one of you guys got traded and you were going to put out a tweet of yourself and you had to change uniforms would you guys be able to do it like photoshop it
1: i wouldn't be able to but i know my wife would so really she could
0: yeah. do, like she could do what the, what eichel did with yeah. that
2: yeah. i suck at that there's there's zero She's chance talented no i my my head is in the wrong place i'm looking the wrong direction yeah i'm there's no way
0: no you're just changing the
2: uniform no i i, I still would get it wrong i couldn't do it but i have but zero you,
1: but like the face would be the same yeah the face would be no, the no, same I mean, you am just I'd changing I'd you
2: looking the wrong direction or whatever yeah i i couldn't no, do no,
0: no, it no 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 you, you're just taking you're a picture get, of you, yeah. and you're changing <laughs> you're, your clothes. Yeah, I <laughs>
2: understand that, and I would still manage to screw it up. But why would you be looking the wrong direction? Because I space. would probably pick the terrible picture. Well, that I mean, the, we can't we can't help you there. Yeah, well, you, I... You, you don't even know how to play this game. I'm just, I have never I'm giving
0: you your answer. No, I wouldn't be able to do it. And give us a call, 702-876-1340. We have two more tickets for the Vegas Golden Knights against the Seattle Kraken on Tuesday. You can see the game on the BGK Insider Show. Call us right now at 702-876-1340. Caller number nine in honor of Jack Eichel, who's looking the right way and has the right sweater on. It's the BGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Next Friday night of action in the National Hockey League. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast, you know all the scores already. But Jets, Blackhawks, Paul Stastny scored in that one against Marc-Andre Fleury. First shot of the game oilers try to keep it going against the New York Rangers, two great starts there between Broadway and Edmonton Canucks Predators, eh, Ducks Coyotes, eh. and then the Kings trying to get to 500.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh that's your action on Friday night in the National Hockey League as we slide over to catch up with
2: Chapman. Yeah, funny you mentioned that game because my Friday night will be spent watching the Devils and the Kings and I'm going to tie something into uh your one-timers with William Eklund. So he is being sent back to Jurgarden in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Making his debut for the New Jersey Devils will be Alexander Holtz, who was drafted by the Devils out of Jurgarden in Sweden. And I actually saw his very first game as a pro when I was in Sweden. He only played a couple shifts, but kind of a cool tie-in. Why it, do you remember that? Because I it was pointed out to me that he was going to be an, an NHL player, and he was a young kid, and he was making his his debut how old
0: was he
2: I think he was 17 yeah so yeah it was it was pointed out that he was the guy that I should watch he only played a couple shifts but uh also drafted seventh overall can you give me the scouting report of the shifts what did he do I didn't see a whole lot ah, well, yeah
1: Not, Drafted seventh overall why is he only playing his first game now
2: well because it, it was two years ago that he was drafted so he, he spent last year in Sweden I'm assuming because of all the COVID stuff and then uh this year he's uh he's making his debut
0: so he started in the American League.
2: I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: You know all that, but you didn't cover your bases on why he's only playing his first game tonight. Well,
2: because he's a really, I think he's only 19. So you, you're going to slowly ease him into the lineup. It's like you don't just throw him out there if he's not ready. And
1: Chapman, get Jack Hughes back in the lineup. Seriously, I, Yeah, yeah tell me about it. I'm just happy that I
0: finally discovered that we have a Jurgarden correspondent on this show.
2: Yeah, yeah. They played Fargestad, which is not pronounced uh, Fargestad, but that's the what? nice. How do you say it? I don't know how you say it. It's
0: and then there's Choping.
2: <laughs> the funniest thing Looks about like that Linchoping. game was uh, they were chanting some some pretty bad stuff at. Uh, Why their, is that funny? Well,
0: <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> it
2: is funny if you knew no, what it's they not. were saying.
0: Huh. Uh, tomorrow, three o'clock pregame show. Ryan Wallace ahead of Montreal against Vegas, and then it's Detroit. Pre game show two thirty.